Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's crack a beer and get the ball rolling. Yeah, you heard that right, folks. We're back. Back like we never left. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know it's been a hot minute. Um, it's been a couple weeks. Um... So we got a lot to talk about. So without further ado, um, just here for the beer. Um, what do we got uh, going on tonight? Well, I will tell you. Tonight I went with a beer from Insight Brewery, which I know I've done before, but uh, this uh this can caught my eye. Um, we got the Rhythm Session Gold. Excuse me. Um, it's approachable and easy drinking. Their Session Gold Ale fits the rhythm of your everyday life. We des- they designed this ale to be a lightly hopped, fully bodied beer with a touch of golden malt sweetness and flavor. At 4% APB, it's the perfect go-to beer for anyone's rhythm. I like that. I like that. Um, I, would, um, I would agree. Um, very light, um, but kind of has a full body kind of aftertaste. Um, not getting a lot of sweetness, if I'm being completely honest. I almost get more of like a tropical taste that I kind of, I actually, I actually like. I, weirdly enough, I feel like a lot of people looking at this can, you might be, uh, looking for a little bit of tropical taste. Um, I was not, so I am pleasantly surprised by this taste. Um, it is a 16-ouncer we are drinking tonight. Um, I like this. Um, for those that, um, excuse me, do not know, um, Inside Brewery is on Hennepin Avenue um, on the uh, north side of uh, Minneapolis on the north side of the river um excuse me kind of uh what is that it's Hennepin and it's on the corner of like Hennepin and what's that 29th is going south and going north is industrial boulevard oh that's right it's kind of in that industrial uh park area um I think it's been a while when I felt since I've been there um but um but uh, their beers are second to none. So if you're interested in going, um, I would definitely go check them out. Uh, InsightBrewing.com. I like this. I I mean, let's be real. I never really buy a drink thinking I'm not going to like it. Um, but I am pleasantly surprised by this beer. Would definitely get it again. Um, I don't know if it's one of my favorites I've had. I, we've had some good beers on this podcast here um but i like it i'm gonna go a solid eight two i like it um but yeah like i said uh it's nice out folks insightbrewing.com um they got a lot of cool stuff going on Uh, they have a tab uh, where you can check out just uh their events and some of their food trucks trucks they got uh coming up here um excuse me um just uh, tomorrow, the 17th, there's Gerard's Brats. And then on Saturday, it's actually closed for a private party, I guess. <laughs> but then uh, Sunday, 
Um, well, close to a pirate party. But um, Monday, they got uh, Growler Mondays going on, Bingo with JoJo, and Perilla's Express. So, uh, like I said, go check them out. Um, their website is really cool. Super self-explanatory. Uh, you can get uh, go uh, beer to go merch on the website. Um, you know, pretty pretty simple self-explanatory website, like I've mentioned. Um, find them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, yeah, like I said, solid. Uh, what I say, eight two. Um, and I like it uh, there. So go check them out and let me know what we should drink next on the podcast here. And shit. Maybe we will uh, we'll see you there. Mondays through Thursdays, they are open 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. Fridays, 3 p.m. to noon. Saturdays and Sundays when they're not closed for private events. Uh, check their websites for that. Um, but Saturdays, 1 p.m. to midnight. And Sundays, 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. So that is what we have for uh, just here for the beer tonight. Um, once again, um, I love hearing from, uh, the listeners love listening, uh, love hearing from you guys. So let me know if there, now that it's nice out, let me know if there's, uh, a, uh, a beer we should be trying on here or a brewery we should be trying on here or shit. Let me know if there's a brewery worth doing the podcast at, uh, one of these nights. So let us know. Tommy town. Um, weirdly enough, not being on for the last two weeks, um, not a ton of new news to report on as far as um, the Tommies are concerned, but we do have two teams to kind of highlight tonight. So, um, excuse me, what was it? Uh, today is, what, I believe the 16th? Yeah, so what was that? 13th, 14th, 15th. So back on Monday, the 13th, um, the Minnesota, uh, or sorry, not Minnesota, the St. Thomas Tommies ticket sales went underway for the 2022-2023 men's hockey season um and there's a lot of things to look forward to uh of this team um there's uh some of the things uh highlighted um on this team there's actually 11 returning skaters and there's a new incoming class of 16 talented athletes that's worth noted um this year's team is actually facing a 35 game regular season schedule Versus last year, I believe it was only uh, 21. It was a shortened season. I know that. I can't remember exactly when it is. Um, but needless to say, um, it was also announced um, their full 35-game schedule. So without further ado, uh, Rico Blasi's second season will start on October 1st and 2nd with a home-and-away series against the St. Cloud State uh, Huskies. St. Thomas will start CCHA play later in October on the 28th and 29th at Ferris State. And they will play a six non-league game schedule in one exhibition contest in October to get ready for those 26 CCHA um, games. Excuse me. Um, So, yeah, we will let you guys know that. So, like I said, once again, they are starting the season off. Um, with a home and away series against uh, the St. Cloud State Huskies. The very next weekend, uh, they will be hosting Alaska Fairbanks on the 7th and 8th. Um, on the 14th, they will be getting a, excuse me, they will be getting a visit from uh, the 
U.S. I'm going to butcher this. It's a U.S. national team's um, development 18 and under team. Um, they will be coming to Mendota Heights to take them on. And then to wrap up um, their non-conference schedule, they will be going to University Park, PA, to take on the Penn State uh, Nittany Lions on October 21st and October 22nd. So, like I said, if you are interested in uh, season tickets, check out TommySports.com. Uh, you can purchase them right online and there are actually um, a couple different options um, there's a reserve center ice in section two reserved blue line in section ones and three there's reserved blue line for faculty and staff and there's actually blue reserved blue line for graduate students as well also if you are a student um, there are other options uh, for you as well so go to tommysports.com go to the men's hockey area and they actually have two uh, buttons you can click how to buy instructions will kind of help you out and purchase season tickets so that is what we have for the men's hockey team um aside from looking forward to the um aside from looking forward to the football season in just a measly couple months here uh the only other team we have to kind of highlight in the tommy town tonight folks Is the beloved Tommy volleyball team looking to rebound from their 2021 season? Um, it was announced actually back, um, what was it, a week ago from yesterday. Uh, the volleyball team announced their 2022 Summit League slate. Um, excuse me. So with that, the Tommies will play nine home conference contests and nine road league matches. The team's full schedule will be released at a later date. But needless to say, St. Thomas begins league play with a pair of home games against North Dakota State on September 22nd and North Dakota on the 24th. Closing the month of September, the Purple will travel to take on Oral Roberts on September 27th and Denver on September 29th. The Tommies will stay on the road to open October with a contest in Omaha on October 1st. And then returning home, the St. Th Thomas will welcome the South Dakota Jackrabbits um, on October 6th and the South Dakota State um, on October 8th. Uh, and then there will be four straight road games that highlight the middle of the month for the team. Kansas City on the 11th, Western Illinois on the 15th, and North Dakota on the 20th and North Dakota State on the 22nd. The Toms will then conclude the month against Omaha on the 27th and at Denver on the 29th. On November 3rd, the Tommies will hit the road for a match at South Dakota State and will follow it up with a contest at South Dakota on November 5th. And then St. Thomas will end the regular season at home against West and then um, against Kansas City on the 17th and then Oral Roberts on the 19th so that is what we have for the volleyball team um like I said uh go uh go uh roll toms uh we got to look forward to the volleyball team I think I know they're starting um 
Summit League play on September 22nd, but I actually believe that they will be... Um, I believe they will probably have one, maybe two tournaments before that, and I think they're actually going to be starting play um, at the end of August, actually a little bit before the... Um, before the uh, football team does. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, and, yeah, uh, keep looking forward to uh, football news. And uh, can't wait to see them um, get at it. Um, so with that, uh, I know it's been a hot minute since we've been back on here, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. But before we get into our beloved Minnesota sports... Uh, professional sports, sorry, <laughs> and um, uh, professional sports and uh, such. Um, this week's local business shout out goes to a business I actually found out this week through TikTok. So, without further ado, the Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee Shop. So, this place is actually located on Southeast 9th. Street in Minneapolis, um, Minnesota. Excuse me, obviously. Um, it's uh, a little east of 35W. Uh, once again, not, not very far at all from Inside Brewery. Uh, and it's actually really, really super cool looking. Um, I got to say, I'm, I'm kind of itching to go see it. I know my brother will probably want to come with me. Uh, maybe my brother-in-law. Um, will want to as well. Who knows? Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, it's at 9th Southeast, 9th Street in Minneapolis. And while this place is uh, a uh, super cool, so what is it? It is a uh, indoor 5A side turf soccer park and coffee shop um, and gym. It offers free Wi-Fi as well and my gosh, guys, I you don't even have to be a crazy soccer fan to be like interested in this. Um it looks super cool. So their website is um excuse me. It's just ninth street mpls.com. Um and it's um the website is kind of um simple little bland but if you look at some of these pictures um and some of the posts um on their social media oh my gosh this place is super cool um they one of the things that they do a lot of i don't know you probably find this yeah they don't have it on their website it doesn't look like they have apparel you can buy on their website um but you can also check them out and i urge you to on instagram twitter and facebook they have uh, if you're a Loons fan, they have Minnesota Loons watch parties for every single game, regardless if it's a home or away game, which is super sweet. Um, I This is definitely uh, on my list of things to do. Uh, like I said, you can go um, check them out, uh, 9thStreetMPLS.com. Uh, you can also find them on, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Um, as far as ours... Um, we got their open eight, sorry, they're open Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to, um, excuse me, uh, 8 a.m. to midnight, 
Um, another cool thing, if you are a really big soccer fan, they actually have um, uh, they actually have uh, leagues and things like that that you can join, um, which um, are uh, super super cool. Um, it looks like I'm looking at some of the pictures uh, from earlier, and honestly, uh, looks like there's some pretty damn serious leagues. So uh, go check them out. Um, I, I can't wait to go there and try a copy from them, um, myself. So go check them out and let us know what you think. So now on to our beloved, uh, twins, um, <laughs> as expected in such a long 162 game season, um, kind of a roller coaster these last couple weeks, uh, some good and some bad. I always like to start with, uh, the bad news, <laughs> if you will, um, and then kind of get into good stuff so that we can, you know, build off that good stuff. So, um, unfortunately, since the Twins' um, unfortunate start to uh, June when they lost uh, four of five games to the, to the Detroit um, Tigers, um, been, been kind of back and forth after that. You know, we went to Toronto, um, hosted the Yankees, hosted the Rays, um, and hosted uh, Seattle. Um, the good news within those, what's that one, two, three, four series, um, we didn't technically, we, we didn't get swept by any of them. We didn't lose and we only lost one series, which was to be expected by the New York Yankees. Um, and we've gone, what's that, a seven and five in our last 12 since losing those four or five to the Detroit Tigers. And as a result of that, our, um, lead, excuse me, on the Central Division um, is only two games over the Cleveland Guardians and five over the White Sox. Um, the good news, we still got guys showing up. Uh, Luis Arise is currently leading not just um, American League hitters, but all MLB hitters with a three fifty four batting average. Um, J.D. Martinez uh, has a three fifty one. Paul Goldschmidt has a three forty seven. So, Larissa Arise is having an unbelievable season, and if that wasn't enough, um, Mr. Byron Buxton um, is in a coming into tonight a two-way tie for number two in the entire league with 18 home runs. Um, he's tied with um, Mike Trout and only Aaron Judge, 25, has more home runs than him. Um, and then other than that, we don't have anybody super high like in runs batted in. Um, the leader, Jose Ramirez, has 62. Um, but I believe it's both Buxton and either Buxton and Polanco or Buxton and Arise. Are, we got two guys with 30. One of them has 32. The other has uh, 30, 32 and 33. Um, and then we have... You know, a handful of guys in the 20s. So we don't have anybody super high on the um, RBI list um, is concerned. Um, but, yeah, we got Jorge Polanco leading the team 33, 32 with Byron Buxton. Sanchez and Kepler both have 28. Uh, Urshela has 24. Uh, Arise has 21. And Carlos Correa has 20. So that's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys with at least, you know, 20 runs or more. So, you know, we don't have one guy we're relying on to kind of hit in all of our ribbies. But, you know, once again, collective team effort. Um, 
So that's the good news. Uh, one of the other thing too that I am super, super, super excited about. So I know we've been talking about you know such a long season, um, such a long season, and um, you know you typically you gotta wait until after All Star break, which I mean shit, we're about a month out um, until the All Star break when um, things start to get uh, serious and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I would argue it has already started. So, um, one thing, so like I mentioned, the Twins currently are two games ahead of the Cleveland, the Cleveland, uh, Guardians, which is interesting because in the next, we're actually off tonight. We, we, uh, pick up again on the 17th, but from the 17th until the end of the month, so 13 days, in 13 days, we will play Cleveland eight times. That'll be big. Obviously, you know, um, games against your division opponents trying to win your division matter a lot more than just trying to have your, you know, one team lose and have you win. Um, but to add, um, but to add more spark to the fire, um, like I said, July 17th will kind of end that first half MLB schedule. Um, so within the next, what's that, you know, 31 days, um, not only will we be playing the Cleveland uh, Guardians eight times, but add, what's that, seven. So fit in, uh, we'll be playing the Chicago White Sox and Cleveland um, Guardians 15 times in the next 30, 31 days, which is going to be huge going down the stretch. Because um, like I said, once you get to that all-star break, um, you really, um, you really kind of get a gauge for where your team is, and if you don't have a huge lead like the Yankees do, um, it kind of you know comes down to hey, you know who's gonna produce, and um, I think honestly I can already chalk this up to a successful season for the Twins because I a lot of people didn't even um, have them um, making any bit of noise here. So um, yeah, that is what we have for the Twins. Um, coming up, like I said, they're unfortunately off today, uh, but tomorrow they will be in Arizona for a three-game series. Uh, tomorrow night, Friday the 17th, they will be um, taking place at 8.40, uh, Saturday 9.10. That game can actually be seen on ESPN+. Plus. And then Sunday they will be taking on the Diamondbacks at 3.10. Um, and then, excuse me, after that they will be coming home for a quick three-game um, series hosting the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Tuesday's game will be at 6.40. So as um, Wednesday the 22nd will be at 6.40. And then before the next podcast on the 23rd, they will be taking on the Guardians at 12.10. So that is what we have for the um, Twins. As for the Wild, still not a whole lot of uh, news on that front. Um, I know NH the Stanley Cup playoffs just started what was that monday tuesday no yeah tuesday um the colorado avalanche currently have a one nothing lead um over the tampa bay lightning um but um man what uh what a, a stanley cup finals this is going to be um colorado i would say had a little bit of an easier path to the stanley cup finals so just kind of recapping them colorado dispatched of the National Predators in the first round, sweeping them four to nothing. 
Um, and then after that, they went on to take, excuse me. Um, and then after that, they went on to take on the St. Louis Blues, who they beat in six games. Um, and then in the Western Conference uh, Finals, they easily took care of the Edmonton Oilers four to nothing. So it took them all of what's that eighteen um, games to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, two sweeps and a um, or no wait fourteen, two sweeps and a six game series against the St. Louis Blues. Um, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are going for to be the first team to three-peat since the, um, since the, uh, I believe it's the Islanders that was in the 80s, um, they had a little bit of a tougher go as in the first round. They faced off in a tight, close seven-game series with the um, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. I really do believe, and we talked about this on the podcast with Jeff, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Tampa Bay Lightning, I think both of those teams had a legitimate, you could make a legitimate argument even in the first round that they were Stanley Cup contenders. And it was unfortunate one team had to get bounced in the first round. Um, excuse me, it is worth noting that they almost got bounced in the first round as after game five, Toronto had a three games to two lead Tampa Bay actually was down in that game, three to one in the second period, came back and won four to three in overtime in game six uh, to force the game seven, and then won game seven, two to one. Um, so they dang near, I mean, they're playing for this their third Stanley Cup finals right now, um, but they dang near got um, belted uh, in that uh, first round, which kind of, kind of shocking. Um, and then excuse me, after um, that, excuse me, um, after that first series with them, they went on to take uh, the Battle of Florida, where they, um, I honestly thought was going to be a very tight, very fun series, um, but the Lightning swept um, the Panthers, um, excuse me, um, four games to nothing, winning convincingly, they had a 4-1 win, a 5-1 win, and then um, winning game four, two to nothing. And then in the Eastern Conference Finals, they took care of um, the New York Rangers, who were kind of scrappy. Um, they beat them in a six-game series. So that's where we find ourselves here in the Stanley Cup Finals. Quick shout-out to my man, Jeff, who almost predicted the Stanley Cup Finals perfectly. He actually had Colorado and um, Colorado and the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup final, and I believe he had Colorado winning. So, uh, Jeff, um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, if that wasn't enough, he actually had the Tampa Bay Lightning losing in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Panthers. So, he wasn't far off from his entire take. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think um, this will be a very, very entertaining Stanley Cup final. I fully um, intend on this and fully expect this game to go seven games. Uh, game one, the Avalanche um, seem to have the be the better team for most of that game, being up three to one at most of the point. Lightning, you know, fought back the typical way they do, forcing overtime, and Avalanche prevailed four to three. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think as much as I hate to admit it, um, I think the Avalanche are probably a little bit uh, better of a team, more talented. Um, 
but this Lightning team, man, they know how to win game. They know how to win the Stanley Cup. They did it in 2020 without Steven Stamkos. So, um, truthfully, I think uh, very similar to uh, uh, what we're seeing in the NBA Finals. We're we're seeing a dynasty in the making here. I got the Lightning winning this um, four games to three. So that is what I have for the Stanley Cup Final, folks. Um. So, uh, we actually, I, I, I had a little bit of, uh, Timberwolves, uh, stuff I wanted to, uh, talk about tonight. Um, but, but before I get into that, uh, watching, uh, the beginning of the, um, NBA finals game six right now. And gosh, these, um, okay. How, how do you not think that's a foul, man? Um, the Celtics are, have currently opened the game, uh, uh, 12 to 2 currently on a 10 uh point um run here um the warriors just got their second offensive foul between clay and uh steph within like 10 seconds um which is unheard of um before this game even started i i was gonna say uh, i got boston in this game i think I think it's inevitable. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I think it was it it was inevitable, and it still is inevitable that it's going to be um, a seven game uh, series. Uh, I think Boston in you know I know a lot of people talk about Boston uh, in these playoffs have not been that big uh, or not great of a um, not great on home court, um, but. This is the biggest stage. I think Tatum's going to have a huge game. He's already, you know, splashed home a pretty big three uh, to start off the game. So I think he's going to have a game, um, and it's going to go back to uh, Oracle for Game 7, which I, gosh, I, I really think Boston's going to find a way to win Game 7. I really do. I really do. And I think it's going to put Golden State in a very weird and interesting um, spot um, this, uh, this off season to say the least. Um, but with that said, uh, I kind of finished, uh, you know, the NBA, uh, finals kind of talk right there. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for the NBA finals. But one of the things, uh, I saw a, um, an article, the biggest off season questions, priorities for every single, um, NBA team. And I was, I gotta say, I was very, very intrigued and very um, interested in um, what they had to say. Uh, Off-season focus, it says uh, the draft. We got four picks that are including three in the second round. Um, where it's, uh, they say, where can they upgrade their roster? Wolves have eleven players on a contract. Um, I don't know what they should do. I think they talked about a little bit of extending options for Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Um, honestly, right now, I would say get rid of De- If you can, get rid of D'Angelo Russell. Trade him. Give Carl Anthony Towns another year to see how he does this upcoming year before extending him. Um, but it looks like... Um, we have 5.9 mil to send and 5.8 to receive. Um, uh, it says cap space breakdown. The Timberwolves are 25 million below the luxury tax and will have 10 
million mid-level and 4.1 million biannual exception. They also have a 4.75 million trade exception that expires in June 30th. So I honestly, I think there's going to be a trade that's happened. Uh, I didn't realize that. I think reading that solidifies. Um, I think there's going to be a trade that happens. I hope, I don't, I wish I could say I think, but I hope it's centered around D'Angelo Russell. I just, I don't, um, I he, he didn't show up when we needed him to in the playoffs and I think if we can if we can get a couple more shooters um, on this team, um, a, you know, a couple more, um, we have young talent. So I think if there's a way we can keep our young talent, uh, get rid of D'Angelo Russell while um, getting some veteran presence in there, I think they'd be huge. Uh, so I think um, I think that's what we got to do. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for. Um, for uh, the Timberwolves slash the NBA right now, like I said, um, Draymond, geez, the the um, Celtics should want Draymond Green to shoot. Just like leave him wide open. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's that TikTok of him catching um, a pass in the paint and he's kind of open. Um, and then all of a sudden he just whips it out to Wiggins, who just like biffs a three. Uh, guy's a scrub. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. He's not really a scrub. He's he's a good player, but um, yeah. If you're Boston and you're you you gotta find a way to take the ball out of the hands of Clay Thompson, who just drilled the three, and uh, Steph Curry, and make the uh, make their other guys you know have big games. Like honestly, if you're Boston and you lose tonight, or if you lose in Game Seven. Um, you're going to want to lose knowing that Andrew Wiggins had a big game or you want to lose knowing, um, you know, Kevon Looney or somebody outside of Steph or Clay had a big game. So that's all I'll say. So last and final topic, um, but certainly not least um, of the night, aside from the fact that we're 48 days away from preseason NFL football and 83 days away from the kickoff of the 2022 NFL season. We don't have much Viking news or even NFL news as a whole to cover. So with that said, um, for those fans that got a chance to check out our um, story on Instagram within the last day, I'm sure you know exactly like where I'm going with that. So with that said, there's been what seems like a very big topic of conversation for NFL fans, uh, analysts, uh, people with podcasts, especially people like me, <laughs> uh, in the wake of OTAs kind of happening right now, training camp not too far away. Um, um, and that topic is the question I posed you guys with yesterday. Is Kirk Cousins a top 10 QB in the NFL right now? 44% of you said yes, he is. 56% of you said no. And uh, I'm going to be honest and just come out and say it. 44% of you are on the same page as me. Now, hear me out. I It wasn't very easy for me to find this information. So I kind of over this last week had to do this information and the numbers myself. So um, hear me out. This is my explanation for why Kirk Cousins right now is a top 10 quarterback in the league. And I'm basing this based off of 
who would I rather have? Okay. And there's, I'm looking at my list. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, um, seven, for sure, quarterbacks I would rather have than Kirk Cousins. So that means, in my mind, Kirk is somewhere within 8th, ninth, or 10th. There are a couple guys, we'll get to this, that I would listen to arguments for um, in terms of this. Um, but before we get into that, I want to... Shed some light onto Kirk's numbers. So for those that listen to the podcast and those that know me, know I am one of Kirk's biggest critics. I am very quick to come to him and be like, you know what? I'm very quick to call him out when it's like, hey, you know, we we lost that game. And oh my gosh, the stat line looks great. He didn't have a great game though. You know what I mean? He's He sometimes does a great job of putting up garbage points and garbage stats. Um, but my mind has changed within the last year with everything that's happened with Mike Zimmer, with him being gone and finding out all these things about, you know, um, uh, all these things about him and Mike Zimmer and their relationship just not being well. And I don't want to say this is the best way to sum it up. I believe I've heard a couple other people say this, and I would have to agree with them. The, um, the perfect way I would describe Kirk Cousins is he is a dark horse to win MVP this year. Again, remember what dark horse means. I don't think he's a favorite. He may not do it, but he's one of those quarterbacks that probably isn't going to get a lot of attention coming into this season because you know you got guys like um, you know Aaron Rodgers, obviously Tom Brady, you know Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, you know, you got all these guys. So I'm not saying he's going to, but I like him as a dark horse to win it, especially under, you know, new coaching and all this stuff. So let me break this down for you. Okay. So I looked at the last, I kept um, Ben Roethlisberger. He's one, he's one of the quarterbacks that kind of um, kept in this realm. So one of the things I did was Kirk Cousins has now played four seasons for the Vikings, okay? So what I did was I went back the last four years of all the current um, starting or starting caliber quarterbacks in the league that have at least been in the league for four years. I went back and I looked at their stats for the last four years, okay? I did completion percentage, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. And let me tell you, there's a total. Kirk Cousins is one of these. There was 21 starting quarterbacks I did in this. Kirk Cousins finished in the top six in every single category. Yards, 16,387. Only Patrick Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and Darren Carr, Derek Carr threw for more yards these last four seasons. Touchdowns, he was fifth. Only Patrick Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, Wilson threw for more touchdowns. Interceptions, he was fourth. Only Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Lamar Jackson threw less interceptions than him in these last four years. And then completion percentage? Completion percentage. And I think this stat gets very overlooked because you talk about you, – you think about what uh, Tyreek Hill said about Tua versus Patrick Mahomes with regards to you know accuracy. This is that 
accuracy. Now, it's not always super reflective because, you know, it, it doesn't take into account, you know, well, what's, you know, what, what incompletion was a drop pass, which t- typically means what was on the receiver, and what was an incompletion, meaning it was more on the quarterback. But this is a huge stat. Kirk Cousins in the last four years is number two in completion percentage, 68.3 completion percentage. Only Derek Carr finished higher than him with 68.8. I don't think I said all the stats. So sixth in yards, 16,387. Fifth in passing touchdowns, 124. Fourth um, in least amount of interceptions thrown with 36. And second with 68.3 completion percentage. Okay. So when I go through who I would rather have, I want you guys to keep this in mind. I mean, like think about that elite company, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson are only three, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, who I love. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz, Brian Tannehill, all those guys threw for more interceptions um, in the last four years, guys like Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, who people love, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, um, have all thrown for less touchdowns than him. I just, uh, again, this is not a let's praise a Kirk Cousins podcast. So we're going to slowly get into this. So there are two. I'm going to break it down into like certain sections. So there are two players, in my opinion, on all these starting. You know, I'm looking at all the starting quarterbacks, uh, except for um, except for the NFC West. I don't know if it's going to be Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if it's going to be Deshaun or Baker. It's looking like it's going to be Baker, but those two teams have two quarterbacks. Everybody else, I have their thing up here, and I'm going to tell you right now, the two, there are two obvious clear cut head and shoulders they've been in the league longer than him i would take them in a heartbeat tom brady aaron Rodgers. i think these guys goes without saying tom brady just won freaking um super bowl number or no two years ago obviously but one super bowl what number seven i think it was um and aaron Rodgers. even though aaron Rodgers doesn't have the rings or the super bowl appearances that tom brady does this guy is just a stud. He holds so many. Um, he holds so many records. In fact, looking at these last four seasons, as much as I hate him because he's a Packer, I would so much rather have him than Kirk. He, in the last four years, has thrown the least amount of interceptions at fifteen. The next is Russell Wilson with thirty-one, Lamar with thirty-one, and then Kirk with thirty-six. So Kirk Cousins threw, or sorry, Aaron Rodgers threw more than less than half of the interceptions that the next guys did, which is very impressive to say the least. So those guys, those are two guys by and far, like, you know, yeah. And then we get, so those two, and then we get to one player um, that um, I would definitely take over Kirk Cousins, but he hasn't really been in the league nearly as long as Kirk, Russell Wilson. This guy has gone to a couple Super Bowls. He's got a Super Bowl ring under his belt. Um, I think he's looking to take the league by storm with Denver. Um, I mean, unbelievable accuracy. Um, you know, is an unbelievable, um, 
unbelievable talent. So those are the three clear-cut guys. Now we get to some guys who are younger, but the reason I would rather take them over Kirk Cousins is because of the amount of success they've had in their little time. So remember, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Remember those three names, okay? Now, these are the last couple guys I would rather have than Kirk Cousins. Josh Allen, um, you know, still very young, um, but went to back-to-back AFC championships. Um, Joe Burrow, damn near won the Super Bowl in his second season. First really full season, if you think about it. Patrick Mahomes, I think that goes without saying. He's only been in the league five years now, and he's won, what, two Super Bowls, I think. Um, And he signed a half a billion dollar contract. Um, And Justin Herbert. Okay? So these are, those are, or sorry, eight, not seven. Those are the eight guys that I would rather have than, than Kirk Cousins. So in my mind, he is top 10 for sure. You know, for me... I think looking at some of these guys, there are some people I don't believe are better than Kirk, but I would definitely um, listen to arguments for Matt Stafford. I would listen to an argument for maybe Ryan Tannehill, maybe, but Lamar Jackson, I know a lot of people are all high on him. Um, Quarterbacks really shouldn't be dual threat. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers, look at Tom Brady. If you want a career like them, if Lamar Jackson wants a career like those guys, he's got to stop running this much. He's got, Baltimore's got to get him guys to throw to um, and get that figured out. But um, I know, uh, I kind of thought to myself, I'm sure a lot of people were maybe surprised I wouldn't take Kyler. And again, I'm taking him for two, I'm not taking, I don't really want him more than I want Kirk Cousins for two reasons. One, He's young. He hasn't done a ton in the league. He, you know, he's won 24 games in his first three seasons, which isn't terrible. That's averaging, what, eight games, you know, going 500, which isn't terrible, but it's also not amazing. And again, he's also a dual threat quarterback. He runs a lot, and it scares me because the Vikings don't need a mobile quarterback. They need a smart quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, in the sense that, hey, if there's nothing there and there's space, we need a couple yards to make it third and manageable. Or we need to I need to try to get a first down. Run effectively and run smartly. Don't run wild like Tyler Murray and Lamar Jackson are. And truthfully, that's why I wouldn't want Lamar Jackson. I think he wouldn't one, he wouldn't work well in our system. And two, I just I I don't know what it is. I know our Vikings defense typically doesn't do well against dual threat quarterbacks, but I don't believe if you want a long, like a long career as a quarterback, you can't be a dual threat quarterback. You need to be smart about it, and you need to be able to, um, um, you need to be able to make that adjustment and do what's best for your team. Because let me tell you, whether you like it or not, if you're a quarterback, you live and die by the success of this team. If you win, it's all on you. If you sh- if you shit the bed and you lose, that's just as much on you, if not more, as the, as than when you guys win. So, um. That um, so yeah, that is what I have 
uh, for you guys tonight. So without further ado, remember this podcast about you guys, the listeners. If you have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer, please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram channels are at MiniWeekend, and email is MiniWeekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions as well. Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter where there are giveaways and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. And lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes out. Until next time, Mini.